Well, I'm excited to be here, and it is an honor to be able to um, be in this pulpit. When Pastor Mark asked me, I was like, excuse me? Like, I'm a, I'm a youth pastor. But when God tells you to do something, the best thing that you could do is say yes to him. Amen? That's the most fulfilling, most satisfying life. When God calls you to do something, he's, you know, just be obedient. Don't even question it, because your flesh will be like, no, I can't do that. How am I supposed to preach three services? Shut up. Just do it, right? And God will help you because, you know, I like, I like to play the guitar and, and I'm going to introduce myself, but, you know, usually I'm back there and I like being back there. It's cozy, right? Because I can barely see y'all's faces. I'm just playing the guitar. I'm like, thank you, Lord. And then the Lord, the Lord's funny because he'll be like, hey, you know what? Out of the shadows. You're going to be up front. I'm like, praise God. But like I said, it is the most satisfying, most rewarding thing to say yes to the Lord. And man, when you're doing what he's called you to do, there's fulfillment, there's peace. The Lord will bless you. I mean, it is awesome. So go ahead and say, I will say yes to the Lord. Amen. Praise God. We're already off to a great start. You know, if, if that's all you hear today, that I need to say yes to the Lord and I'm going to be blessed and it's going to be awesome for me. That's all you need. Just saying yes to the Lord because he is good. He will fulfill you. He'll take care of you. He'll bless you, your relationships, your families. Why not? Why not be all in for the things of God? Right? Why not? If, if we're going to say that, okay, I'm a Christian, I'm going to serve the Lord, right? I'm going to go to church. I don't want to just come here and, and, and fill a box or, yeah, I gave or, yeah, I, I closed my eyes for 30 seconds and then they prayed and then I left and they ate chick Well, no, Chick-fil-A's close. I uh, went to, you know, in and out whatever, and that was it. I don't want to just check a box. If I'm going to be, if I'm going to call myself a Christian and I'm going to, you know, wake up at 730 to be at church for these services, it's like, why not go all in? Why not dive into what God has for us. Amen. And be fully committed followers of Christ. Praise the Lord, right? Because what's the point? It's like, man, we're here for a moment and then the moment's gone, right? Because the Bible says that this life is like a vapor. So we'll be here for a little bit. You ever lit a candle and then blow it out and that little vapor that shows up? That's how our life is. It's just here for a moment. So why not make the most out of that moment that we have and live our lives to honor and please the Father. Amen? You'll be blessed. Um, so I, I did want to introduce myself. My name is Jonathan Alberto Rosado Rodriguez. And I am a Spanish person. I don't like to say Hispanic because the word panic is at the end. I don't like to panic. I like peace. I like calm. I don't really ride roller coasters or do anything crazy. And you would think, but you're a youth pastor. I don't care. I'll have people do that for me, do the crazy stuff. Pastor Mark will, will go like, um, what's it called? Uh, scuba diving. I'm like, you're crazy on the solid ground. That's where I'm, I'm at, solid rock. Amen. I like earth and, and right here is good. Even up here, I'm a little like, okay. Uh, Praise God. Um, so a little bit about myself. I was born in Puerto Rico, moved to, Puerto, uh, moved to Florida when I was about two or three years old, and um, grew up in a Christian home. My parents loved the Lord, um, and walked, you know, I got saved and 
baptized at a young age, but um, I kind of drifted away and, and was just serving myself and, and serving um, my flesh and just whatever I wanted to do. Any of you ever been there? Thank God for his grace, right? And his mercy that endures forever. Um, and so at, a, at about like 17, 18 is when I really um, committed my life to Jesus. And that was like, like for real, for real. It was like, okay, I'm in the word. I'm praying. I'm, you know, going into my room and just seeking the Lord and, and worshiping him and going to church, right? Like a committed person should. Like a, if you're a child of God, you should be committed to the things of God. And so... Um, you know, I'm really walking with the Lord. And then at our church, um, Rama Bible Church, uh, it's in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. They came to our church because they would do like these conferences. They called them crusades at the time. And it was like a three-day, you know, service. And they preach and they teach and there's worship. And then they promote the Bible college that they have there. So it's Rama Bible Training College. That's where um, Pastor Mark actually went to to Bible college there, Pastor Mickey, obviously I did. Um, and then uh, my wife, uh, Pastor Whitley, praise the Lord. Are you thankful for a good worship leader? And not, just, not just good, but anointed. Because you can have anyone up there singing karaoke, but when there's a person who's actually worshiping the Lord, and man, it makes it easy to just enter in. And let me say this, when worship is going on, don't hesitate to just jump in. So the best times of my life was in church and everyone's just entering in. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do that. And just diving right into what God is doing. And man, worship will, will free you. It will do a lot in your life. Amen. So you just jump right in. Um, so anyway, so I, I went, I visited Rama because for a long time, I, I kind of like, lived off my mom's faith, right? Because she was always right. She was. She's like, well, I think you should do this. And I feel like the Lord is doing this because there'd be times I'd wake up at like three in the morning and my mom was on the couch reading the Bible and praying. And I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, go to bed. Her hair is like this big. She's like, shh, shh. I'm praying. <laughs> Love you, ma. Um, uh, she would she would pray and she knew the Lord and she was like my oracle. I'd be like, Ma, what do I do? She's like, You should do this. So I'd always listen to her. But in this uh, situation, they were promoting the school and I was like, You know what? I feel like I need to take a step of faith for myself because I felt like I had never really done that. And I said, Okay, you know, they had a, a college weekend, so I was like, Okay, I'm gonna go check this place out. I want to see what this is. And then we were in, a, in a, this big classroom, and it was for this service called Prayer School. Praise God. Thank God that we can pray, and when we, when we pray, He hears us. Amen. So we're, everyone in the room is praying, and I'm like, Okay, I'm just gonna jump in. I, I came all this way. I'm from Florida. I'm, I'm in Oklahoma right now. I might as well pray and see what the Lord has for me. So I'm praying, I'm praying. And then, man, just the peace of God. Oh, isn't the peace of God good? Yes. The Bible says, let the peace of God rule in your heart. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come to school here. Then take first year. Whitley was already a second year. And obviously, I did what any smart, wise individual would do. <laughs> I started flirting with her. <laughs> as much as I could. Praise the Lord. 
But I considered her to be like upper echelon. You know what I'm talking about? She's just here and I'm here, right? Like her walk with God, my walk with God. She's beautiful. I'm just so, so. You know what I'm talking about? And nonetheless, I'm flirting and I'm talking. And, and but what was good is we're on the worship team together. So we're serving the Lord together. And then um, that crusade team that, that would go minister to different churches, she got asked to be on that team. So she started traveling. And I'm like, man, that'd be awesome to travel because, you know, she's worshiping the Lord. And then I still remember I was in a Burger King parking lot and they gave me a call and said, hey, do you want to be a part of the traveling team? And I said, yes, thank you, Lord. I was like, absolutely, I do. So I started playing guitar uh, on, the, on the traveling team and we would minister to different churches. And then again, I'm flirting with her. And I would like, I'm like, I would do things like, hey, Whit, um, would you hold my phone? Would you hold, <laughs> would you hold my wallet? And she would hold it in her purse. And I knew the Lord was working. I'm like, God, you are working in my life right now. And it was awesome. And, um, you know, as time went on and, and then we, we started dating and then, um, should I say the story about how I asked Pastor Mark? Guys, I, I, yeah, okay. So I wanted to marry Whitley and it, this was the stupidest thing I've ever done. It's embarrassing. Um, <laughs> we were in a service, service just finished, and he probably knew, it was like, this, this idiot, like, he wants to marry my wife. So, my, that would be bad. Thank you. Marry my daughter. Thank you, Lord. You know what? It's okay to embarrass yourself once in a while. Praise God. To marry Whitley, his daughter. So the service just finished, and I walk up to him, and I'm like, uh, hey, Pastor Mark, um, I, I was thinking maybe I could talk to you about, and he was like, you're going to do this right here, right now? I was like, I was like uh, no, I just want to see how you're doing. But that was super embarrassing. But then we had a conversation, and I have been married to Whitley, and it's been awesome. And if you're single in this place, um, <laughs> yay! If you're, if you're single in this place, do not settle for someone who does not love Jesus. And, and there's people who will say, oh, I love Jesus. But I mean, you'll see the fruits of their lives, their actions, how they treat people, how they talk, how they carry themselves, their character, their integrity, right? When I, the first time I saw Whitley, she was playing the keys, and I'm like, this girl is beautiful. But there was something different about her. It wasn't just looks or, you know, th like that she could play good. It was that her walk with the Lord. And that was the most important thing to me because I had prayed. I said, Lord, I want someone you know, my wife to be someone who loves you more than they love me, because if they love you more, they're going to love me really well. <laughs> Amen. So I'm like, I want that. Right. Praise the Lord. So uh, that's a little bit about myself. And today um, we are going to be talking about the most important thing in the Bible. Y'all ready? We're going to be talking about love. Yeah. 
and loving others. I think that the greatest thing that you could ever do above being successful or accolades or whatever, you know, just natural success that the world calls success would be to serve the Lord, love God, and to love people. The most, the two biggest things, the two greatest things that you could ever do in this life is to love God and to love others. Amen? And I'll prove it to you with some scriptures. Well, let me say this first. Did you know that your faith is what pleases God, right? We know that the Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please him, right? And, and as Christians, we'd all say, yeah, I want to honor him. I want to, be, I want to please the Lord with my life, with, with, with everything that I am. I want to honor the Lord, right? We would say that. Am I in church? Right? We would say that. But the Bible says in, in Galatians 5, 6, that your faith works by love. So guess what? If your love walk is messed up, you're not going to really be receiving much from God because it's your faith that receives from God, right? I've heard it said that faith is the hand that receives from God or faith is the the currency of the kingdom. But guess what? Without love, your faith ain't going to be doing too much. And I wonder sometimes if people are, are not really receiving from the Lord, I haven't heard from him, I haven't get, been getting anything from God. Well, how's your love walk? Have you asked yourself that lately? Probably, I, I, maybe, hopefully. How's your, how's your love walk? How do you treat others? Amen? Do you actually love people or do you just say that you do? Oh yeah, I love people. Now shut up. All <laughs> right? But we're called... And I think it's a, our main call is to love people as Christians, right? Okay, praise the Lord. Let's get into some scripture. Do you have your Bible? Praise God. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, chapter 13. Hallelujah. And we're going to read in verse 1 and then go through verse 7. I'm reading in the, in the message because I like the way that it's worded, okay? So in verse one, it says this, if I speak with human eloquency and angelic ecstasy, but don't love, I'm nothing but the creaking of a rusty gate. Right? Just the creaking of a rusty gate. And it says that I'm nothing. So guess what? Without love, you are nothing. Amen? Amen. Without love. If we don't have love, we are nothing. Verse 2, if I speak God's word with power, revealing all his mysteries and making everything plain as day. I was thinking about that. Even myself up here, if I'm preaching the word and it's going great and it ministers and it lands, praise God. And if I were to do all of that yet, I don't have love. Guess what? I did this all for naught. It didn't amount to anything. I'm nothing without love. Amen? It says, and if I have faith that says to a mountain, jump, and it jumps, but I don't love, I'm nothing. Look at your neighbor. I I tell the youth to do this all the time. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, Neighbor. if you don't have love, love. you're nothing. (laughs) Amen? (laughs) Praise the Lord. Sometimes you need to tell another person, like, hey, tell them what's up. My wife does that to me all the time. <laughs> Amen? 
Praise the Lord. Let's keep going. It says, if I give everything I own to the poor, that's a good thing, right? Given to the needy, given to those who are, who are less fortunate. If I give everything that I own to the poor and even go to the stake to be burned as a martyr, mm, but I don't love, I've gotten nowhere. So no matter what I say, no matter what I believe and what I do, I'm bankrupt without love, right? Bankrupt without love. Makes me think of, uh, of like having a bank account with no money in it. You can't draw from it, right? What good is, is having a bank if you ain't got no money, right? What good is it calling yourself a Christian, coming to church, doing good deeds, giving, but you have no love, right? Amen? All right, go to 1 John 4. 1 John chapter 4. Thank you, Lord. Verse 20. Verse 20. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 20, it says this. If someone says, I love God, but hates a fellow believer, that person is a liar. For if we don't love people we can see, how can we love God whom we cannot see? Right? So if you come to church, you're professing, oh, I love God, I really do, but you don't love other people, you're lying, and you're lying to yourself. Amen? And I guarantee no one in this place wants to say, yeah, I'm a liar. I want to be a liar. No, you, you want to tell the truth and be honest, and you actually, you know what I mean? Like, if we're Christians, I want to love the Lord. Right? But I have to love others. Amen? Verse 21 says, and he has given us this command, those who love God must also love their fellow believers, right? You're supposed to love one another and treat people well, amen? Sorry, I'm, I'm a youth pastor, so I'm, that's what I do when I talk to youth. I start singing and doing weird stuff. Praise God. Um, write this down. You can determine your love for God by your love for people. You can determine your love for God by your love for other people. Amen? Amen. In uh, 1 Corinthians 14.1, you don't really need to turn there, um, but it, in the New Living, it says, let love be your highest goal, right? I, I guarantee all of us in this room, we have goals and, and, thing, and plans for, for the future and, and you know, we want success and all this stuff. But the Bible says, let love be the highest goal. Let love be the thing that you aim for the most. Amen? Amen. Love. As Christians, we should love others. Now go to uh, 1 Corinthians 16. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 14. This is a really good scripture. All of God's word is good. 1 Corinthians 16 and verse 14. And I'm going to read in the Amplified, and it's up there as well. Let everything you do be done in love. So how many things? Everything, right? Not just one thing. Oh, I did one nice thing today. I'm good. Now I could be a jerk. No, let everything that you do be done in love. Amen? Amen. And then it says, 
And I like how the, the Amplified adds this, but motivated and inspired by God's love for us, right? So there is a motivation that on, on the inside of us that God has given us because he loves us so much, so we ought to love one another, right? So this means every word that you say, right? When it says uh, everything that you, you do be done in love, that means every word you say. Every move you make. Nah. Every action, right? Every action, every reaction done in love. Every text that you send. You idiot, I can't believe you did that. Right? Every text that you send, every phone call. Amen? Every thought that you have should be motivated by the love of God. Right? Because we know you know, love, love wouldn't cuss someone out, right? Amen? Love's not going to cuss that person out. Love's not going to cheat, right? Love's not going to steal. Amen? You know, would love say hurtful things, right? Sometimes you just, when, you're, when you get upset and something comes to try to bring you down or, or discourage you, I would just think, wait, I have, God loves me. I'm motivated by love. I'm motivated by love, right? And think before you, you act, right? We learned that at a really early age. Think before you act. Think about the love of God before you just react and say whatever, amen? Because the, the enemy would love for you to just and tear into this person and say this and say that, right? That's what he wants. But God is saying, love others, amen? So, you know, would love belittle someone? Would love manipulate? Would love hurt someone? No. And we would say, no, no, absolutely not. And, and so my question is, what is motivating you? What are you motivated by? Is it God's love? It should be, right? But when, you know, things get hard and life is tough and someone just annoys the bejeebers out of you, what do you do? And what are you motivated by? Do you allow the love of God to work in you so that you can love that person, Right? Or do you, or, or, you know, what's your motivation? Amen? Um, and what spirit are you yielding to? Because God's spirit is love. I think we need to be careful how we treat others and what spirit we yield to. Because when you, I've heard, you know, I've seen it in, in, in places where a dude will just cuss out this other person. And I'm like, there was no love in that at all. I'm like, ooh, and that was scary, Right? But then you get around someone who's loving and kind and gracious, and you're like, I want to be like you. Amen? So it's important that we examine our love walk. Go ahead and look at your neighbor again and say, neighbor, neighbor. are you walking in love? You should. <laughs> right? Some of y'all might need to upgrade your love walk. You might need to upgrade your love walk today, your love walk package. But you can do it. God's helping us. Amen? Now, this scripture that I want to read is um, kind of the main, thing, main scripture for this whole uh, sermon message, whatever. Go to Romans 5, 5. Romans chapter 5, verse 5. <clears throat> Praise God, excuse me. When you're there, say amen. amen. 
Romans 5, 5 says this. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Amen? The love of God has been poured out in your heart. The Amplified says abundantly poured out. So guess what? You have God's love in you. Even when it doesn't feel like it, right? You have the love of God operating you at all times as a believer because his love has been poured out in your heart by the power of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that good news? So, so then that means what I see is that I can love people no matter what happens. I can love people no matter how hard the situation is, no matter what comes my way, right? I have the ability because God's love in, in me is greater than, than hate, than, than hurt and pain, right? So you have the ability to love others. Thank you for that one clap. She's like, no, I don't want clap, right? But it's his love in us. And that love will so empower us, right? And help us to love other people. Say, God's love is in me. Amen. So next time you're driving, and this is one of my weaknesses. Oh, I don't know why. When I'm driving in my car, I want everyone to do 10 over. I want you to switch lanes fast. You know, if you don't use your blinker, sometimes I forget to. No condemnation for those in Christ. But I'm like, dude, drive, you know? And, and what's funny is like, I'll be driving and I'll, I'll just get so flustered. And I'm like, go. My throat's kind of bad, but I'm like, go, you dummy, you idiot. You're like, pastor, how dare you? And, but what's funny is my wife, because we'll be driving together and she'll just look at me like, I thought you were supposed to love people. I know, I know you're right. And she is right. I'm thankful to have a wife that will call me out on stuff like that to remind me. It's like, hey, the love of God is in you. And you're a pastor. Remember that? (laughs) But it's true. Sometimes people are like, oh, you're a pastor, so you never do anything wrong. It's like, ask my wife. (laughs) She will say otherwise. Praise the Lord. But what's good is the love of God is operating in my life, even when I miss it, right? How many of us, by a show of hands, have ever missed it in their lives? If you do not raise your hand, you're a liar. Right? We've all missed it. But man, the love of God shed abroad in our hearts, right? His mercy, his grace, his goodness, his forgiveness. And then he empowers us to share that same type of love to other people. Amen? So um, if you're taking notes, I want you to to do this really fast. Say, uh, write down, I can love... You don't have to say it. Just write it. (laughs) Write it in your notes. Say, I can love, and then put like a blank and a period. And if there's someone in your life who maybe it's maybe sometimes difficult to love, maybe their voice just annoys you sometimes, right? Maybe they're just grumpy. Whatever the case is, just fill in, I can love mom. I can love dad. I can, you know what I mean? Mine, I can love Whitley. No, I mean, it's, it's, I can love her. That was a joke. <laughs> Praise God. Um, 
But we have the ability to love others, and we should love one another. Amen? So uh, go to John 13. John 13. We're almost done. John chapter 13, verse 34. And this is Jesus speaking, and he says, So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Amen? Amen. That's Jesus. He's giving us this command to love one another. He says, just as I have loved you, you should love each other, right? And a command is a directive, right? It's, it's an order. It's not just a suggestion like, hey, you should probably love people. He gives us a command, amen? It's an order, especially as Christians. This is, this is who we are. We love people, right? We love others, And so we listen to the word of God and we act in it. And then verse 35 says, your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. How are people going to know that you belong to the Lord? By your love walk, by how you talk, by how you treat them, by how you make them feel, by the things that you say, right? It's, It's by our love walk. Because how many of you, maybe you've heard like a person cussing or, or mistreating someone and you, you automatically think, man, I wish they were saved. They need Jesus, right? But the world will see when you're speaking life and encouraging others and building others up, they're going to see, wow, there's something different about that person. What is it? Right? And then you have a, a way in to minister to them and the love of God will open doors like that for you by how you treat other people. Amen. Okay. Um, this is, what, what did I write? Praise the Lord. <laughs> if we're going to reach the loss, right? If we're going to reach the loss, if we're going to save those who are dying, we're going to do it by walking in love, right? Loving them, encouraging them, speaking life. And if we're going to fulfill all that God has for us, it's going to first start with our decision to love people. Amen? Yeah. You believe that? Yeah. Praise the Lord. Okay, now we're, we're about to close, I promise. I'm getting ready to close. We have, um, I want to give you six ways to love other people, okay? Six ways that you can love others. Number one, you can build others up, right? So 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, therefore, encourage one another and build one another up. Amen? So you, the way, you know, you can speak into someone's life and encourage them, and maybe they're, you know, they're downcast, or they're sad, or they're whatever the case is, and you can speak life, and you can build others up. You can encourage them, amen? Because the enemy would love to use God's people to bring people down, right? The enemy loves that. When, when God's people are causing strife and division and tearing people down, and that's satanic, amen? And it's wrong, but the word of God God's word says, therefore, encourage one another and build one another up so you can love people by encouraging them. Amen? Number two, pray for your enemies. This is a tough one, but we can do it because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts, right? Praying and and loving those who have hurt you, who abused you, who, who lied, who stole from you, right? And some people live their whole lives with unforgiveness and hurt and pain and suffering because the love of God, and they didn't have the love of God operating in their life to forgive that person or to love that person and move on with their lives. And the enemy would love to keep you down, right? 
and, and have those people who have hurt you and it just stays with you forever. But the Lord is so much better and his love is better. And the Bible teaches us that we can love our enemies, that we can pray for those who treat us badly. Amen. Number three, be kind. Ephesians 4.32 says, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Be kind to one another. Y'all ever been around someone who was mean, grumpy? What about like a grumpy Christian? It looked like they've been like sucking on like a sour candy. Just, you know what I'm talking about? And it's like, it's like, man, as, as Christians, we should be the most kind people on the planet. When people see us, they're like, man, that dude was so nice. He was so just warm, right? And I want to be known for that in my life. I don't want to be known as a, as a mean, grumpy old Christian. That's, those don't even go together, right? I want to be kind. Amen? Amen? We should be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Uh, number four, give generously to others. Amen? Giving, you can show a lot by your giving. Amen? Psalm 112 verse 5 says, Good will come to those who are generous and lend freely, who conduct their affairs with justice. That's good. That's a good thing, right? We should be generous. And then uh, drop down to verse 9. It says, They share freely and give generous to those in need. Their good deeds will be uh, redeemed forever. I thought it was remembered. Praise the Lord. Either way, it's good. <laughs> they will have influence and honor, right? But giving to others, giving to people in need is a good thing. And you can show people that you love them by your giving. Amen? Number five, put others above yourself. This is a tough one, right? Because some of y'all could be selfish. Me too. I know. It's easy to be self-centered and, and, oh, it's just about me and what do I want, right? I'm the only one. <laughs> Praise God. I didn't think so. Philippians 2, 3 through 4 says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others as better than yourselves, right? I think we should, we should stop just everything me, me, me and start putting others up here. And it's not that we should just look at ourselves as bad or, or whatever, garbage. It's just that we should elevate people above ourselves, right? Amen? Amen? Number four says, don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. Praise the Lord. Start caring about other people's needs and what, what's important to them. Amen? And we can show people the love of God that way. And then last, uh, number six is forgive others. Forgive others. Colossians 3.13 says, Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Right? Well, you don't know what they've done. You don't know how they hurt me. I know. I might not know. But you have God's love in you. And you can choose to love people and forgive them for the things that they've done against you. Amen? And that'll set you free. Praise the Lord. Again, we can do all of these things that we've talked about because the love of God has been poured out on us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God's good. Thanks for joining us for the message today. I trust it has been a blessing and a help to your life. 
You know, the most important thing we could ever do is to receive salvation, to receive eternal life. You know, Jesus died for our sins. He paid the price, and it's available to every single one of us. Would you like to pray today? Say it from your heart. Say it out loud. Dear God in heaven, I believe in you. I repent of my sins. I believe that Jesus died for me on the cross. He suffered in my place. He died so I could live. He was raised from the dead, and he's alive today. I receive him now as my Savior. I confess Jesus is Lord. Listen, friend, if you prayed that prayer with me today, congratulations, you're in, you're saved, you're right with God. I would love to hear from you so we can send you some additional material to help you in your walk and relationship with God. Please text the word SAVED to 208-314-2660. Also, I'd like to invite you to join us for a live service this coming Sunday, and you are more than welcome to be here. Visit our website at lcboise.com for all of the current service times. Thanks again for joining us today. God bless you.